0: Hello, and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Dierke, and I'll be talking to you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. All right guys, welcome back um now today I've got uh, Michael Golowin here with me who is uh, he's living in South Africa, but he doesn't sound South African. he sounds suspiciously Australian, but he assures me that's where he really lives <laughs> uh, but he's a um a breakup recovery coach is that is that right
1: Yeah, that's probably the most accurate way to describe it yeah
0: <laughs> um and I, I mean, I I know all about going through breakups. You know, those of you who have been following me for a while know that I was with my ex for twelve years uh, before we split up, and it's not easy. Um, and you know, it's not just me personally. A lot of the men that I work with with dating coaching, as you can imagine, Michael, uh, a lot of them are post breakup, right? They've they've had this big relationship, and it, you know what a whack to the self esteem a relationship ending can have on on us. Um. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I myself spent time with a good therapist um, to make sure that I stepped away from that relationship in a healthy way, and a lot of men don't. And then that trauma, that that pain can really last and stick with us for a long time. And that's that's your specialty, isn't it, Michael, helping men through that? Well, men and women, actually, yes. isn't it, for you?
1: That's right. You know, I've, I've been through my own fair share of breakups mm-hmm. over my life, and uh, I seem to just attract, or have in the past attracted a lot of repeated... Patterns and scenarios, you know. Mm. And it wasn't really lost on me that when I was young, my mum left when I was seven years old. Mm. Left my brother, my dad, and went to the went to Sydney, the other side of the country. I'm from Perth and grew up in Perth, Western Australia. And so I knew something wasn't quite right when I hit my adulthood, you know, and getting involved in adult intimate relationships that kept happening these sudden scenarios where they'd leave or something would happen and just leave me heartbroken hmm. and so yeah i went on a i had to find solutions at some point
0: yeah and 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 so so this work that you do now that's really coming off the back of the work you had to do for yourself first is that is that that's sort right. of how it's happened yeah
1: yeah i mean yeah throughout the years i've sought therapy i've sought you know through psychology psychologists um NLP, or, you know, mm-hmm. other modalities, meditation, yoga took up a big part mm. of my life, but I couldn't quite feel, find the answers that I was mm. looking for, you know, to plague my um, relationships or failed relationships. Actually, I wouldn't really call them failed relationships because every situation and person you draw in has something to offer and, and value, and it's mm. for a purpose, you know. But it was getting tiresome, <laughs> feeling all the pain and suffering, so... Yeah, I ended up coming into the work of a gentleman named Dr. John DeMartini, and he spoke my language. You know, he sort of interweaved metaphysics, science, um, cosmology with psychology and nature and explained psychology in a way and human behavior that I can really understand because I, my background's quite technical. You know, I work and always to work. A lot more in the offshore oil and gas fields as a hydrographic surveyor you know doing subsea mapping using sonar technology positioning using gps and differential gps and yeah finally i found someone who can understand and meet mechanics technical aspects of the mind with the very subjective abstract you know, the field of psychology and how the mind really works and he put things together in a way that I just, that really helped me, you know, especially his grief model when it came to helping people dissolve grief over someone who um, died in their life or Mm. passed away. So I I ended up adapting that um, for breakups and for my situation and I got Mm. the results that I ended up getting um, blew me away. I went, holy shit. What did I actually do? So I'd retraced the steps that I did. And yeah, I now offer that. And I actually help people rapidly move through their grief, you know, heartbreak.
0: Right. And and is that like from the way you see? because I know, I mean, everyone sort of suffers with breakups in, in different ways, right? Like we, we go through different sets of emotions, because I know... I know for myself what I feel like when I go through a really tough breakup, I tend to become very uh, sentimental. Um, You know, I miss that person's void in my life. Um, And it's almost like a phase, you know, I go through that, like where I'm just, I miss that person. And it just hits me so regularly like, oh, I got to tell this person about, oh, that's not my person anymore. You know, this amazing thing happens. I want to share it. Oh, I can't, you know. I have a lot of those moments where it's like you just feel that gap, that missing um, and, and, and I become quite insular, right. And I spend time alone. And then I go through a period where I, um, I, I sort of go through an avoidant period where all of a sudden I'm like, all right, I'm going to go out and party and meet lots of girls and do all this cool stuff and distract myself from the pain that I'm not really dealing with. Um, and I noticed that with guys, guys often go through different things, right? Some guys go through a lot of anger. They go through an anger phase where they're really angry and they're really mm-hmm. Do you see, like, is it the same process to healing for everyone or do, does it really need to be changed from one man to another?
1: Well, like you say, everyone's different, you know, and they bring their own issues and subjective experiences to the table. Mm. You know, it comes from, from way back, you know, probably mm. from our parents epigenetically before we were even born, you know. At the moment, mm. of, moment of conception, the genes are encoded to express certain genes and, not express other ones you know and and personalities and behaviors are formed as early as back then but then we grow up we get born we grow up and we end up developing a personality so everyone's different and uh in my personal experience when people take unresolved judgments, you know, from the from their past with their might, might be negative judgments, resentments towards the ex-partner. You know, a lot of it is actually related back to the, their relationship with their parents. You know, with, in my case, it was my mother. And so I did a lot of healing with issues with my mother, mm. but I could not access them directly. I actually, it took being triggered by intimate relationships and issues within them and issues around them failing to actually uncover the issues from the relationship, which then created or sort of peeled back the onion layers. So I had a direct line now to that core issue with my mother. And a lot of the time, um, well, some key moments, like when I moved here to South Africa, I moved here for a woman and we lived together for four years and became a a family unit and Mm. she decided to up and leave very suddenly. And uh, it was like... And she moved to the other side of the country as well, um, from me. And I thought, oh, this is very familiar. My mum did that to my dad. And uh, I was very angry at first, you know. I mean I had emotions. I, I was I was pretty much on the floor crying, going, What the hell am I gonna do? I was my whole life's just gone. Person, my best friend, my confidant, gone. And I had this big empty house, no furniture to myself, I had the lease. Another three months left and I was going, what the hell am I going to do? And so I'll go through the grief process that i applied myself, but with the anger, I was angry at at her for being a coward or being weak and not sticking out the relationship, you know, sort of fleeing and, and running away. And with the work, See, no one's one-sided. Everyone has two sides and actually everything in existence has equal opposites. It's made up of opposites. And so in this one particular issue that came up, I was thinking, fuck, I'm bloody angry. What is it? I'm perceiving her as being weak. Okay, where is she strong? So I wanted to see that. I wanted to find the other side because in my unconscious, I already had it, the answer. And I thought, okay, well, she's Single mother, dependent on me financially. She left me to move to a strange city. I thought, "Fuck!" It takes courage, it takes strength, and it kind of hit me a lot. Whoa, well, she's both, and it's quite an enlight- enlightening experience. And then in that moment, um, my mother popped into my mind, and I actually just broke down. I <laughs> just just cried and sobbed, and it wasn't sadness. It was just an appreciation for my mum and seeing her in a different light. And it was a very healing cathartic moment um, processing this, that breakup, which occurred several years ago. And so healing, obviously, parts of myself, parts of myself related to my mother, but also um, with my ex, you know, so it's not really related to the immediate person. These people come into our life for a reason. They help us, trigger us to, learn those things. And by the time I finished working on, on on my ex, I saw her as like a spiritual counterpart, you know, and being on this journey with us together, on me, with me together, and it was, uh, I had nothing but love and appreciation for her, who she was, for leaving. And, yeah, in that state of grace that I, I still feel to this day, I want everyone to have a chance to experience that, you know, because when we go out, and out into the world and we have these judgments, resentments, even infatuations, you know, I still had admirations and infatuations mm-hmm. around him. It. He's attractive, very nice body, um, smart, intelligent, you know, all those things. And when we take those, but they're still imbalanced judgments, you know, so when we take them out into the um, the world and we start dating again or approaching women or you know, even in our workplace or anything else, we actually attract circumstances to help um, dissolve those things, to help us learn, wake up to them and be triggered by them anyway. So if we're not dealing with them now, we're going to deal with them later through other means. And so what it comes down to what do you want to do? Do you want to let life come along and trigger you mm-hmm. and by default and be knocked around? and Or do you want to zero in a target and face what's going on emotionally inside of you and deal with it transcend it move on let the energy the tension out go out and then create your next uh stage in evolution sorry no
0: no no no, that's good it's it's something that you mentioned i think is is something that i want to talk about specifically because it's important um you know, I work with a lot of men who have had breakups and who have, you know, not in a great place. And often one of the, the points they go to is anger and resentment, right? It's like they're feeling abandoned and they're feeling... And what they do is, you know, the anger can feel very empowering, right? Yeah. Like, how dare you? It's it's often shame-based. Like, what sort of a human being would do what that woman did to me? That's often the the dialogue, right? And... um. They're going to hear you, and I, because I think this is really important, they're going to hear you. Of course, and they're going to hear you say, "Well, I learned to be grateful for her leaving me, or for you know what I mean." And and they're going to look at mm-hmm. that, and that part of them that that is holding on to the anger and rage as a, as a way to make themselves feel okay about a breakup, is going to look and say, "What a pussy, right? What a what a pushover, right?" But yeah. what I really want to highlight, and and because I'm with you on this, like if you are holding on to the anger and resentment for someone and trying to judge them, you're never recovering even though you feel empowered, right? If you can actually feel like grateful for what you had and the good stuff and you know what I mean? Like that experience, unless you can do that and see them as a human, like if you can stop seeing them as as an evil human being who did bad things to you and see them as a human with their own stuff, that is the only way to heal,
1: right? Like That's right. I mean, it keeps you in bondage. It keeps you in like a self-imposed prison because we're not – we don't have a clear picture of what actually happened or what they're about. We have only partial awareness. Correct. And when we've got partial awareness, we don't have the full story and we're under the illusions mm. and we actually go into reactions instead of inspired action. And we get triggered easily because we've got half a story buried in our subconscious and all it takes is a few targeted questions to, to bring it out so we can actually awaken to those things. Mm. and. Once we do that, we then then we're empowered. Until mm. then we're controlled, you know, we're by our sins, whatever you want to call them. You know, our emotional judgments. But mm. yeah, you're right.
0: That's very that's a very hard it is a very hard process to go through for a lot of men. Um yeah, I see it a lot that, that to hold on to that anger because that's, that's the only way they feel okay about it. So how did you, did you ever feel that anger? Did you ever go through that fe- stage of just feeling resentful because she left you? I mean, you said you're upset about it, but did you go through the feeling of, I guess, wanting to have feel ashamed? Oh, shame is often the weapon we use, right, when we want to, like, attack yeah. someone. us, yeah. Did you go through that yourself?
1: Oh Yeah, I judged her. I mean, like I spoke earlier, I was, mm. yeah, I judged her for being weak. I judged her for being,
0: mm.
1: um, abandoning me and just, not sticking it out, yeah, I was, I was, I was really angry. But mm. it's really mm. um, when I looked at it, because honestly people come into our life and trigger us also to actually hold a mirror up to us and reflect back to parts of us that we're not acknowledging. And so mm. I had to own that myself, you know. So the things that pissed me off in her and other people that come into my life, it's about us. So it was always about us and and nobody else. You know they're playing their part to help us awaken mm. to those parts, to we could recollect those unacknowledged parts, those shadow parts. And it's actually a beautiful thing when we finally do wake up and, and start to pick up the pieces and integrate those parts. You know because we have those mm. people to thank. Mm. But until then, we, you know it's 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 a struggle. Um, yeah, and pain and a breakup is heavy. It's like it's, it's a grief. It's a form of loss. You know, people yeah. when th- when you hear someone in your life dies, they go, oh, I'm so sorry.
0: Mm.
1: And it must be terrible. Oh, well, yeah. Mm. But, you know, breakup's the same thing. It's a loss. and the mm-hmm. same brain, um, neurons are firing and withdrawals from the dopamine, oxytocin and, and all those feel-good hormones. They're still occurring. It's the same, it's the same way, you know, when you're around that person. In our life, we have those, we're flooded with those nice feelings and comfort and oxytocin and everything like that. When they're taken away, mm. we have withdrawals from that. And it's an, an addiction. You know, we're withdrawing oh. from an addiction. And what's actually happening is that we're not withdrawing from that person, we're withdrawing from our reaction of our physiology to our perception of them of the, having a positive bias on certain parts of them that we are, I'd use the word infatuated, because all that means is basically we see more good sides of them being attractive than downsides. We see more positive than them being intelligent and having ability to hold nice and interesting conversations than they're not. When in actuality, when we go into their memories and situations with our ex-partner, and go, oh, this is part of the process, Um, and find and identify those things that we miss and those things that we're infatuated by and find the other side and how actually those things in them and those experiences with them actually deserved us and harmed us or hindered us from living our purpose, hindered us from living our life authentically until we can see that it's equal and balanced in actuality, until then, we're still going to be suffering grief. When we reach the balance and see that, oh, it's actually hindering me just as much as serving me. And we actually get, start, the relief starts to creep in and we actually start to feel grateful that they're actually out of our life. Mm. And not only that, I might as well jump in now and, at another key piece that I want people to know, I want people to know this, is that there's no such thing as as a loss. There's a conservation of energy. And this is happening throughout time and space. You know, there's a conservation of of us acting out to the world, of traits to other people, out into the world, and also from other people coming to us and their behaviours and traits and actions towards us. There's a conservation. So when someone leaves us, We don't actually lose those that those things that 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 person brought to us that we cherished about them. What Mm -hmm. happens? That form leaves, but then multiple new forms, usually multiple new forms come in. In some cases, in my case, I had the one form left, the multiple forms came in. When I actually appreciated the new forms, accounted for them, and quantitatively measured in my mind. And balanced them. Go, yes, this is actually equal weight to what was left, and it was a it was just a, a realization that there's oh shit. Now I'm glad this person's gone because I have these amazing new forms, which are now like an upgrade. They're better equipped to help me become um, more efficient and effective at fulfilling my purpose and being more fulfilled in life. So loss is actually, in my mind, and doing this not work enough, I've reframed it to the point where it's automatic that any form of loss is like an upgrade. It's It's an act of love, to be fair. It's a love for that person to get out of the way because they're not the most efficient means to help us become most fulfilled in the most efficient, effective way. And so they're getting out of the way. So, as new forms can come in, take that place and help us be filled in life. You know, nature abhors waste mm-hmm. and relationships and people in our life are no exception. So, like life that has reframe, a way.
0: Like, like they're leaving. So, that means they're getting out of the way so you can go on to do the things you're meant to do. I love that reframe.
1: <laughs> exactly. But we can't do that if we still have attachments to those things mm. about that person. So it mm-hmm. takes cutting the ties to that person and that's what I help people with is basically working out what is it that you're holding on to. Let's break that attachment and find these new forms. Let's rebalance, let's reframe the old form, let's, let's get appreciation for these new forms and by the end of the process, it just takes a few hours, mm. the person yeah, is relieved that a person's out of their life, but there's, it's not like a resentment. It's like a appreciation for them who they are
0: hmm.
1: and appreciation for their life as it is, and, and it's like a newfound freedom. It's like, wow, I never really saw it. It's like seeing their life with new eyes. It's like, well, I'm just hmm. in love with my life now. You know, I've got my whole life back. It's, well, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a. until then, shit, man, there's, tears there's curling up on the bed (laughs) sobbing there's and it can it can come in waves and sometimes we can't catch it all at the same time like for example when i um did this process on my ex um jasmine the one that i came to south africa for Hmm. you know i I was in two minds i was going what the hell am i going to do am i going to i've got no reason to be here anymore shit do i have to go back to australia i don't want to go back i i kind of Like it here, but my whole world's kind of falling apart. So I kind of put all my stuff in storage and then went overseas and um, and did some work and travel and other things and is and chipped away at this. And um, when I was away, I um, I did the work, and (laughs) within an hour, I was in a state of fuck. I'm like. love my life, i got my life back, you know, yeah. (laughs) And um, I actually ended up meeting someone and she just sort of, I didn't want to meet anyone at that point. It was actually quite funny. I was like, i got my life back. All these women flooded into my mind. Oh, there's all these connections that I sort of couldn't do anything with and just the possibilities out there just got me very excited. And then this one form, this one woman came up and appeared and I went, Oh shit, is this? And if I had to write down everything that I wanted in a my ideal partner for the last 10 years, she embodied all those traits, like from the accent, from the physical attributes, from the being financially independent, you know, vocationally independent. Um, she was a mother, so she had nurturing qualities and she's beautiful, very strong woman. And I was just went, Whoa, what's all this? I can't ignore this now. This is actually too serendipitous. So mm-hmm. I kind of jumped into another relationship and she was worried that I got out of one too soon. And I went, well, and I sort of explain what I did, what I do and what I did. And so she accepted that. And um, but she was a bit, you know, the first few months she was thinking, mm, "I'm going to keep an eye on this guy. I make sure he's not like mm-hmm. still broken up or not I'm still uh, heartbroken and suffering grief." but no that was a that was an amazing relationship yeah and that ended recently I mean but for good reason but I'll go to that if you like later but uh, we spent five years together and she's also South African and um yeah and I stayed i stayed largely because of that but also I, I love it here you know I've got it you know, i've gotten used to the lifestyle and I love surfing and kite surfing and I live in a little surfing town and it's just it's got everything that I need in that regard. But when my most recent partner left, um, she actually didn't leave. we it was sort of mutual but more from her end and I still had resistance. So I did the same process you know I saw okay where she's gone, where are the things that I admire, where's the new forms coming up, I them Boom, bang 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 bang. okay there they are. I counted for them, who's coming in okay. Yep, that person, that person, that experience, yes, okay, yep, yep, yep. And dissolve that. And then six months later I saw a photo of her. And we're still actually good friends, but she was single for a long time. And I saw a photo of her on Facebook with her new partner and I was really happy for her. But then something, one little thing came up that I still went, ooh, I missed that. I went, oh, I miss her. Like shit, yeah. actually not done. What is it? And it was actually in the photo, she was smiling. And I remember that smile. It It was when she used to sit at front of her house when I used to drive to her place and greet me. And it was like a welp- welcoming smile. And I was so like, okay, welcoming smile. Who now provides me with a welcoming smile? And immediately my dog Zulu. He's like a little staffy that I've wired. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, he, and he's always happy to see me when I come home and I thought fuck yeah okay there he is what else uh, and I was dating another beautiful young lady as well and she always has this great smile when uh, I walk into her shop and and uh, we greet each other and I thought yeah there it is and I just re- quickly just rebalanced that it took me maybe 20 minutes and then yeah that was that was it that was the remaining little piece that uh Mm. I missed the first time around, but so we can catch ourselves, you know, and like, cause we do have those waves that come in of like, yeah. oh shit, so reminds, us of, reminds us of that person and we miss that person and it comes, it sort of triggers that as emotions again, but um, we can actually work and tick them off and sort of work, work them off as they come up.
0: Yeah. So, um, then let me ask you, you know, if, uh, there's going to be, obviously based on the title of the, this podcast, there's going to be a number of guys who are going to click on this to watch who are suffering with grief and a breakup or, they you know, they haven't broken up that long ago yeah. and they're not really fully over it, but, you know, they're they wanting to get back into dating. But how what, what, how would you advise those guys? So obviously, Because, I mean, obviously, yes, they could and probably should try reaching out to you, but what could they do? How would you advise them? Like what advice would you give them? as a starting point for them to start, I guess, to work through this and let go?
1: Yeah, well, usually there's a bunch of emotions. You know, it's, <clears throat> it's a mixture of of loss, of grief, you know, of, of missing that person. Oh, my God, they're not in my life anymore. I don't know what to do. There's anger. There's a lot of infatuations as well. And so it's, uh, it's about working out what's what. Top, the top priority is, you know. But my advice is to go just try and stop and be present and really try and ask what is it that I'm missing in this person right now and mm. then the next most important then the next one, the next one, and keep writing and listing specific traits about that person that you miss. It could be their the attractive physical features. It could be uh, but- just... Being able to talk to them and have conversations with them and tell them tell them about my day, it could be learning things about from them. You know, health aspects. You know, if they're going to they cook well, that sort of thing. <clears throat> Pardon me. And I get people to itemise those and list them down, and then pay attention and just ask, okay, where who is coming into my life now? From the moment that they left, who comes in and helps fulfil? And expressing physical beauty to me. You know, who's coming in now and expressing, providing intelligent conversations? And you'll find that new people were coming in, or old people that were there are stepped up and now feature even more in our life. And things like pets and animals also come in, and they we might feel more affection from them, and that's that type of thing. Even including, um, you might start working on ourselves, listening to YouTube, listening to mentors, getting advice from the internet, taking on therapists or other people and they Mm -hmm. become um, people who we have, for example, intelligent conversations with and that might be one of the things that we're missing. And so I go through and find that until we can see, yeah, it's actually uh, account for all the forms, the new forms in your life because we're not missing anything. You know, When one thing leaves, new forms come in. And I'll then go through, pardon me, I'm listening my voice. I'll then go through and each memory that we have of that person expressing that trait, for example, intelligent conversations over coffee or at the dinner table or in the kitchen, just intelligent conversations, I'm using one example, one trait, Mm -hmm. because we work one by one. And I'll go through and go, okay, how did that, experience of that person to serve me? How was it a negative? Uh, and a lot of people go, oh, no, it was wonderful. I, it's never a negative. It never was a a problem for me. Well, no. How was it a, a negative situation for you? Oh, sometimes they were limited in their knowledge, for example. Okay, limited in their knowledge. They were so the conversations might have been a little bit stagnant, might have been a little bit um, limited. And then over here you're getting a range of different information, a range of different conversations, a range of different points of view. Different experts come in and helping you fulfill that intelligent conversation thing that you're missing in your ex. But the one your ex was providing all of that and now she's gone. You're getting all these multiple forms coming in. And so I want people to go through and be real with themselves and say find how those things they infatuate with actually were a negative until they can say it's balanced and then go how are these new forms actually helping me, enhancing me and helping me fulfill what's most important to me and keep writing answers and identifying answers. It's probably going to be 10 to 20 even more, mm. you know, negatives but also positives of the new forms of how we're we getting fulfilled by these new forms and then go with the next one. And that process will definitely help you feel relief. I mean, if when I read sometimes some forums, you know, about breakups and things, I, I don't do it anymore very often, but sometimes I go back in there and just have a look. And, geez, there's such a need for this work. <laughs> there's people out there just have no idea. A simple reframing and, and questioning would actually help them find the answers that they already have in their subconscious. And it's just a matter of understanding what questions to ask would actually help them find relief quick, you know, within a matter of, of minutes or hours. And, yeah, it's it's still, it's just it's frustrating. There's <laughs> such a need out there. Mm. I forgot what I was going to say on that point. That was the key point I was going to, I was going to bring, but yeah, it's all right. I'll come to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, that actually, I like that as a series of steps, because um, that is that is very. It's an e- that's an easy thing that guys can do, right? They can they can start to list that out, thinking about their ex, and
1: yeah. So just go, oh fucky, I miss her. Yeah, and just mm. get specific about what it is you miss, and then mm. watch who came in. The moment that you perceive them leaving, it could have been a a text message, it could have been a phone call, it could have been a a person conversation, Mm. I'm done, gone, boom, no contact with them, okay. Um, Who from that moment and up to now has come in to fulfil that role that I'm missing them? And Mm. you'll be amazed. It's it's always there. I've never had a case where it's not showed up, you know. Yeah, like it's such a
0: novel. it's such a novel way to look at it um I and mean, it makes sense because really what you're doing is you're you're adopting a mindset of abundance right it's like okay i've lost I've, I've you know this version of uh intelligent conversation has gone away and but instead of focusing on the loss you're focusing on the abundance like where is it else in my life and you're like ah, oh, it's here and it's here and it's here and it's focusing on yeah it's focusing on where you are still getting those needs met right
1: well, that's right it's, it's an abundance an ad- mindset when people heal from addictions it, what we're doing when we heal mm-hmm. from breakups is healing from addiction you know as i right. mentioned before we're withdrawing from those feel-good hormones that being mm-hmm. around that person elicits you know physiology in, a, in our brain and when people go through um, resolving other addictions you know from other substances. It's wise to have a substitute, you know, for a new form, Um, a new pastime or activity or something they can actually substitute that's going to give them the same sort of feeling that the Mm. substance gives them. But this one's going to be a bit more, uh, how can you say, productive or constructive or, you know, nurturing for them. For example, someone who might be drinking to escape some pain, um, would have to take up, you know, and they get, they feel like a nice buzz and they feel that sort of nice, warm, comfort feeling, yeah. you know, maybe take up some yoga because after doing a session of yoga for 30 minutes to an hour, I feel a nice buzz of warmth and contentment, yeah. you know. It's a little bit extra work, but it, it's about developing habits and new habits. Yeah. But a lot of people also reach for substances for to avoid thinking about things that they haven't resolved as well. And so that's... I'm digressing a little bit into mm. um, how to deal with addictions I don't want to do that um I can but I'd rather just stick to breakups but it's 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 still about resolving those um those judgments in our past that we have around the person
0: yeah i mean it is it is interesting because I do a lot of um you know shadow work retreats and stuff and not about breakups but just about you know, again, men's development. But what's, mm. what is so interesting is just how big an impact behind the scenes that we're not aware of, how big an impact a lot of that mother and father stuff plays in our lives, like the relationships to those two genders and how that plays out in, in the relationship dynamics that we create for ourselves going forwards, you know. Um, and, and I mean, because that was a big part of my own, because you mentioned, you know, some of the mom stuff for you, right? But it really is. We, we, we create these repeating dynamics with people until we deal with like really learn from each relationship we're just doomed to keep repeating the same relationship dynamic with a different face attached
1: you know exactly
0: um and it's so critical it's so critical to really do that work i mean i mentioned i got a therapist straight after my breakup for that exact reason like i want to learn i want to i want to have benefited as much as humanly possible from that relationship in a healthy way so i can move forwards and create a better one you know, but I, the only way I can do that is by really acknowledging what I've learned from that, you know, what benefit I've had from that relationship. And I I like that mindset. I think too many people don't do that. You know, it's interesting when I often say to men and women that I coach as well, when you go to date someone, um, always find, like, get them talking about their exes, (laughs) you know, it's a man or a woman. Does Get them talking about their exes. Because if they're talking about like anger and resentment and frustration or yeah. stuff about their ex, it usually means they haven't dealt with stuff properly and they haven't learned the lessons they needed to learn from that relationship,
1: you know? Uh, sure, and- it's, it's a red flag.
0: Right, and they're just going to go and try to create the same dynamic with you. You know, whereas if they're talking about their ex and like, oh, yeah, you know, we drifted apart, we started to have some fights, it was really sad, we didn't, blah 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 blah, and you know, it's very balanced and they've got a good understanding of everything that happens. Like this feels healthy, this feels like they're in a space to to, to learn from what they, you know, what went wrong in that relationship and carry that learning on in, into the relationship with me.
1: Um, yeah, but yeah, a lot of people and you know don't know also, that. Yeah, and you know that also they'll be willing to actually grow with you, they can, you know, every relationship is going to have its problems and it's nice mm. to have someone there that's going to, instead of um, projecting their, the blame onto you and, and mm. their internal stuff onto you, it's nice to have someone who's quite self-reflective and realises that, oh, shit, you know, this is actually me as much as you and, mm. and you're sort of entangled in this dynamic. And I think those relationships are the ones that actually can last, you know, um yeah my most actually but i'll i also say this though there's no such thing as a as a bad relationship they all serve a purpose if if people anyone disagrees it's because they have incomplete awarenesses of how that that relationship and then that person serve them mm. so it's yeah it's just a matter of finding those answers mm. i will also add um that when this work, this work also applies to singles who are looking for a partner and people who find themselves repeatedly, let's say, outwardly desiring a partner, you know, I want to be involved in a relationship, I want to be with someone nice, but I still find myself single, I keep meeting the wrong people, this and that, is that they're most likely carrying unconscious pain associations with past experiences of having all those things that they want in a person in the one form and when we have those associations of pain of having those things that we want in in a person mm. in our past relationships then and we're unconscious to that then it's going to sabotage our efforts to actually meet someone who's mm. ideal for us you know it's and we're going to keep repeating the patterns we're going to If we're going to meet anyone, it's going to be someone who's going to trigger us. It's going to not, it's not going to be a very inspiring relationship. And it's Mm -hmm. going to um, just force us to look at those things. You know, so when people come to me and they want to, and they express a desire, they're single and they express a desire to meet someone and that they're not fulfilled by, you know, not having a relationship, I go, okay, let's find the key components. Let's find the key components of what it means to um, of a, your ideal person, your ideal partner. Mm. And we do the same thing. We go, okay, what are they? You know, I want them to be this and that, have these qualities and these qualities. Okay, let's get specific. And then I go through their past partners who had these attributes and go, okay, how did that hinder you? How is that a negative in your life? How mm. was that experience with that ex that partner or that person are negative to you. And um, when you what's going on is that they don't see that they're holding on to these uh, negative un- these negative perceptions of this of the uh, their ex are hidden from them. And so when they're awakened to those things, they understand the pain they understand what they're trying to avoid instead of being hidden from them and then sabotaging their efforts in the world they then awaken that they become conscious to it and they release it and it's a uh, when you release that trapped energy you know there's tensions and there's pains and hurts me past relationships and finally can find relief and become you know in love and heart-centered mm. love for the people in your life but also can release them and appreciation for you for your things in the forms in your life now as a single person, those old resentments and tensions and judgments then leave you. The energy has to go somewhere. Mm. And if relationship is high on your values, if it's important to you, then in, luck in my case, I attracted and manifested all those qualities in the one person. And it, when I did it, it blew me away. And that was before I actually do this work. It was actually I was still, I was doing this work casually but as a more general basis, it was since that, that key breakup and doing the work and attracting my next partner that I realised the power that we all have and it was and I then shifted my focus from being a generalist, helping people with all issues into mm. dealing with breakups because it's, it's, this has got such an impact on society with mental health and healing issues around your intimate relationships can really get to the root of you know the issues with um, your relationship with your parents and with the world at large yeah I find it very important it's inspiring too
0: yeah that's that's uh, that makes sense though um I see that in a lot of people who are um Frustratedly single, even though the meeting people, it's always the wrong people, and it's never quite ideal. As it's often because there's something else going on internally, and we're just not bringing the right people into our world. Um, I get that, and so let me ask you how how would so if there will be guys listening who are who are interested in talking to you more, working with you, or getting some support. How should they get in contact with
1: you? Um, they can go to my website. It's www.michaelg.coach and there'll be a, a link there you can book a call and just yeah, pick a time the calendar will pop up, pick a time that's suitable for you guys and let's chat, you know I forget what's on there, I think it's like a 45 minute to an hour call and this is not a sales call this is actually a call to actually give you um, clarity on your situation, mm-hmm. allow to tell someone your situation mm-hmm. um, I can listen and then get to the key priority points, and give you some clarity around how to approach it. And um, later on, if people want to work together, then we can take that further. But yeah, that's the, probably the best way. Um, um, always, and also email at Michael at Michael G. Coach. So yeah, cool,
0: perfect, guys. And I will, uh, I will as well. If, if if you guys ever struggle to. To, to contact Michael at, uh, I'll, I'll pass your information on to anyone who contacts me instead of you for sure um, thanks so much I, I think that's it's an interesting area because I think most people I'd probably argue 80% of people or maybe even more don't process relationships efficiently or properly until they before they move on I think it's I think it's a, a oh, yeah. in our society like a serious ongoing problem and you know you just see these people bouncing from relationship to relationship never recovering and uh, yeah, it's a whole thing. So I think we need more men doing what you're doing.
1: Yeah, I've, I love this work. I love talking about it. I love doing it. I don't love the administrative tasks around the, uh, <laughs> the business, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm trying to delegate that stuff so I can just focus on what's important to me. You know, and I love. Oh, yeah, it's. But when people come to you and they're, they're feeling heavy, they're dark, and it's it's a heavy shit. And people ask me all the time, going, "How can you work with people who?" Are-? Mm suffering like that it's like must be it must be taking on their pain it's
0: Mm.
1: well not really because i've got certainty around i can deliver results i can deliver Mm. um relief for them Mm. you know and for me it's an opportunity to actually witness someone transforming and that's it's rewarding yeah it's rewarding it's no it's no heaviness about it you know
0: cool michael thank you so much for joining me today and yeah this is really good listening for a lot of the guys thanks for being here
1: yeah well thanks Damian. yeah i appreciate it cheers mate
0: That's it for today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Don't forget to check us out at schoolofattraction.com. I highly recommend you check out my comprehensive and free dating personality test, which you can find by clicking personality test at the top of the page. Thanks again for tuning in and I look
1: forward to seeing you in my next podcast.